the English language exists to describe this seamless melding of hardware and software at such a massive scale. So we have named it Googleware. Hennessy says that the most important technological advantage distinguishing Google from would-be competitors is that its employees assemble and customize all of the personal computers the company uses to carry out searches. This is perhaps Google's best-kept secret. Experts generally regard personal computers as commodity products, akin to toasters. But Google assembles, deploys, and is constantly improving the performance capabilities of more than 100,000 inexpensive PCs. It builds and stacks them atop one another in refrigerator-sized racks, stringing them together with patented software and wiring. No enterprise has more computing power than Google, with its network of garden-variety PCs on steroids. They run the largest computer system in the world, Hennessy said. I don't think there is even anything close. In an age of specialization of labor, Google secretly assembles each and every PC in its massive network inside secure facilities that are strictly off-limits to outsiders, including visitors to the Googleplex who think they have seen it all. Google is able to do this affordably because the massive scale of its operation makes it cost-effective and of higher quality than buying custom PCs from someone else. Working together, these customized computers rapidly carry out searches by breaking the queries down into tiny parts. These parts are processed simultaneously by comparing them to copies of the Internet that have been indexed and organized in advance. With plenty of redundancy built into its network, Google is able to reliably fire up more and more computers daily, rapidly returning search results without a glitch, and without human intervention, even as some PCs burn out and are not replaced. Instead, other PCs take over. Remarkably, as Hennessy noted, there is no comparable computer network or database in the public or private sector anywhere in the world. They realized early on that if they did a good job with the hardware, then it could be a competitive strength for the company, he said. The hardware would be the key factor in being able to do search efficiently. And they are replicating computers at such a large volume that it makes sense to do it themselves. It is why launching a search engine that is competitive with Google would require a much larger capital investment than people realize. Thanks to the inclusion of small, highly targeted text advertisements that searchers click on for information, Google the search engine became Google the money machine a few years ago. This was while Google was still private and thus inscrutable to all but the innermost circle of early investors and employees. But once its stunningly rapid growth and billions of dollars in ad-generated profits became public knowledge, a growing legion of investors recognized that something unique was going on and sought to own a part of it. On August 19, 2004, Google went public in an unconventional initial public offering at $85 per share, raising nearly $2 billion in the largest technology IPO ever. In less than a year, the stock soared to more than $300 per share, making it a financial and technology powerhouse without peer. In the seven years after Google's founding in 1998, Microsoft stock did not increase in value at all. During that same period, Google shares came to be worth more than $80 billion. If by chance you missed out on this bonanza, remember that the experts did, too. 
Blue-chip venture capital firms Yahoo, AltaVista, and many other major search engine and technology companies approached by Stanford University turned down the chance to buy Google's search system for $1 million. Their refusals forced Stanford Ph.D. students Sergey Brin and Larry Page to reluctantly drop out of school and start the firm. By the summer of 2005, each of the founders had a net worth of more than $10 billion. Hennessy recalled the first time a Stanford professor brought Google to his attention in the mid-1990s. Like Brin and Page, Hennessy had grown frustrated using AltaVista, the best search engine at the time. While it did a reasonably good job of canvassing the Internet, it did a poor job of ranking search results. Hennessy remembers hearing that the creators of a search engine on campus, through a new mathematical formula known as PageRank, had come up with a way to give users the most important search results in a flash. As a computer scientist of note, he typed his own name into the Google search box.